Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Do you know, like many of you, my grandfather was an immigrant to this country. And when he was in his old age, I can actually remember him sitting down and telling me stories of his childhood. He told me how he walked to work every day with no shoes on because he couldn't afford shoes. And in winter, his, his feet would be almost frozen to the point where he would get to work and cry and pull himself together and go to work. I heard stories that he would come home from work at 11 o'clock at night and study English till 2 o'clock in the morning. He talked to me about his first business. He talked to me about saving enough money to travel back to his homeland. He had left his homeland when he was 12 years old. And the legend says that his parents put him on an immigration boat and lied about his age, said he was 14 with just the clothes on his back. And he came to Australia and made this life for his future children. I don't know, how many of you have an awesome grandparent like that? You know, and as I go around speaking to young people in schools this day, these days and the next generation after me and even the little ones after me, do you know what I want and the cry of my heart most of all is? Is that they don't lack the same courage that my grandfather had. That they can live their life with the same grit and the same tenacity, with the same perseverance and the same resilience that their heritage had. You know, and when I speak to them, I tell them that life is like a big squat. Can I be really unladylike for you this morning and do squats up here? Is that okay? Yes? Okay. All right. But it's just like a big squat. Now, points for me because I've got heels on as well, all right? So life's like this big squat. And at some point in our kids' lives and even in our lives, and it's happening to me right about now, the burn's going to happen. You know, and when they meet the resistance of life, aeroplanes take off into the wind. You know that. It's not that they're traveling in the wrong direction. Every story, whether it be in the Bible, in modern history, in our family's history, when they meet the resistance, when they feel the burn, great stories that are made from courageous people that knew what to do when the burn came. You know, and a good personal trainer, if you're feeling the burn, a good personal trainer will come up beside you. And a great personal trainer will not sort of say this, you're burning? Oh, darling. Oh, look, I know you've got your gym clothes on. I know you came here to work out, but hey, if you're burning, come on, come on, sit this one out. Put your feet up. Can I get your Coca-Cola? Do you need a day off school? But a good personal trainer, a good friend, a good pastor will get right on close and whisper in their child's ear, five more squats. (laughs) You can do it, yeah? And instead of a generation of young people that aren't expecting life to be tough, I want to breed my kids, 19 and 17 now. My 19-year-old is so big, he pats me like I'm a pet. (laughs) But I want to bring up my kids to realise that life is not about like Instagram. 
It doesn't jump from highlight to highlight to highlight to highlight. And the discomfort that comes with chasing our dreams and following all that God has for our life is a normal part of their life. And I want to get up really close to them and say, you can do it. Come on, five, count with me. Four, my legs. Mom, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Three, two, one. And do you know what? When our kids think they can't do it, it's actually a great parent that gets up beside them and says, come on, if you need to slow it down, that's okay. Shake it off. Wipe the sweat off your brow. We don't want to squat them to death, by the way, parents, okay? But five more actually gives them the mindset that they can. Because my biggest concern is that we're breeding a generation of young people that expect to have the best in life without paying a price for it. It's called entitlement. (laughs) And there's a little bit of that even in all of us because we live in such a blessed place. Do you know gratitude has been linked to perseverance and getting through hard times in research for about 50 years? And gratitude is just this deep thankfulness that we have in the depths of our heart by what we've been given in life, whether that be tangible or intangible, the gifts that we've been given in life, a grateful thankfulness for what we actually have. And for us, it's a spiritual practice, isn't it? Do you know when we come around communion, we're stopping the busyness of this world and we are being deeply grateful for who God is in our lives. Do you know the grace around the table that we say with our children? Keep injecting meaning in that. It's not useless. Do you know, as a child, I remember like I always had one eye opened. I was always poking my sister next to me. I was always trying to grab a chip just as amen was being saved. You know, like you go through this. But saying thank you as a family Stopping to take that moment to inject thankfulness into your routine is incredibly important. And although I'm not grateful for abuse and evil and injustice in this world, my goodness, I am so grateful to be a light amongst the darkness. Do you know, and I think if we don't stop and deliberately inject gratitude into our homes, our kids run the risk of just assuming that this is normal. Do you know, the Bible says, be happy and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually. Be unceasing in prayer, thanking God in everything, no matter what the circumstance. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ. And do not quench, suppress or subdue the Holy Spirit. Do you know, I found in my life, when I'm not grateful and I start complaining, it stops the flow of God in my life. It stops the forward-moving projection of the Holy Spirit pushing me forward in life. Just like the Israelites, we can run the risk of going round and round and round the same mountain. Who notices that chores in your home take longer when there's complaining? 
Reaching our destinations in God takes so much longer when we're complaining. But when we're grateful and we're thankful, we can get this flow in our life. You know, my 16-year-old, now 17-year-old boy in the Christmas holidays, I'm not sure if he had just been surfing or to the gym. My recollection of that detail is a little scratchy. But I was working from home and my son comes into the kitchen dying of hunger. Who's ever, yeah, dying, you know. He hasn't eaten for a whole, what, three hours now. And he comes in front of the cupboard and he goes, oh, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what I feel like. Yeah, if he hadn't eaten for a few days, he wouldn't be feeling anything, would he? He'd be just grabbing it. So Laura's subtraction, it works sometimes, yeah? We can make it hard for our kids to be grateful by giving them too much. Mm -hmm. So he's standing in front of this cupboard full of food and um, he's, he's complaining to me going, Mom, I don't know what I feel like eating. What am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for lunch? And he slowly fell down the side, laid on the floor because his energy was just down. And every time he looked at me, I could see his eyes going, Mom, please whip me up a gourmet lunch. And I stepped over him about three times because I was working between the lounge. My to-do list was this long, people. All he had to do all day was make himself lunch, you know. And he's standing there going, I know what I feel like. I'm so hungry. And 15 minutes passed and I had had enough of it. I said, Matthew, pick anything you want and put it in your mouth. Stop complaining and just get on with it. Make a decision. And I remember him looking at me so incredibly articulately. And he said, mum, it's just really difficult when this is the biggest problem in your life. One thing I know more than anything else, and research back this, backs this up, that a lack of gratitude stops us problem solving. My son couldn't make a decision and couldn't solve the problem because he was looking at all the negatives instead of all the positives. He was caught up in complaining and it stopped him moving that problem forward in life. Now, mums, this is a side tip for you, okay? When le- you leave your child in the morning... Whether it be you're going to work first, they're getting dropped off at the bus station where you drop them to school and there is a knot in your stomach. Because the day before they had a fight with a friend and they've been crying all night and they don't want to go to school. And you're like, am I doing the right thing even sending them to school? I'm feeding them to the lions, you know. And you drop them off at school and you've got two choices at that point. You can problem solve with gratitude Or you can let fear overwhelm you all day. And oftentimes we sit and we're working and what's consuming our mind is fear of everything that could go wrong. And I found for my life, how do I know this? Because I'm a mum. Yeah? And I found for my life, sometimes when I'm at work and there's something on my mind to do with my kids, I just stop and I be grateful. God, I just thank you that my children have a home to come home to tonight that is safe and secure. There are so many children out there right now that don't have that. I thank you for the opportunity for them to build their strength and their social skills today. I thank you for the fact that when I dropped them off this morning, you were with them and you will be with them all day. God, I thank you for their lives. And I find that that baseline problem solving, what actually it does is it opens the door for us to move things forward. And then if we need to take action, we're taking action with the right spirit. Do you know how we talk about our children is so important? 
We can be grateful for our children or sometimes ungrateful. Do you know we can love our children so much but not really be grateful for them? You know, I was teaching years and years ago, probably 20 years ago now, I taught grade four and five and I taught a, a small class full of children with learning needs. And when you had parent-teacher interviews, I would often have parents come in and if their child was struggling academically, I could see the look in their eyes, where can I get a refund? Where do I exchange their brain? I mean, I love them, but I'm not awfully grateful for who they really have been created to be. And I saw parents just load up kids' schedules with heavy, heavy burdens of tutoring that weren't actually helping them, but were putting so much pressure on them. And sometimes I just had to slow parents down and I'd say to them, let's just be grateful for who they are. Not what we expect them to be and not what we dreamt they were going to be, but actually who they truly are. And it's really easy to bypass that in life. You know, it's easy to find ourselves correcting and directing and complaining about our kids because our job is to, you know, build their character. And we forget to just be grateful for who they are. Do you know, first thing in the morning and last thing at night, I want the first thing my children to hear is that I love them exactly the way they are. I want the last thing at night, my children, to hear that I'm incredibly grateful for the gifts of God that are on their life. And whether those gifts are different than mine or the same as mine is absolutely irrelevant. I want them to hear my grateful heart to them. You know, and sometimes when they're going through a hard time and you go, oh, you know that? Oh, da, 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 you know, like, oh. You're looking for it. You're looking for something to be grateful for, like a needle in a haystack, aren't you? Where is it? You know, and sometimes we have to find the little things and just magnify them. You know, treat them like they've won the Nobel Peace Prize if they've done something great. I mean, roll out the red carpet, lots and lots of praising words. And you know what you can also do is get onto the phone to your friends and talk them up really loud so they can hear you. They will think you're crazy, but they probably already do. So get on the phone and tell your parents how amazing they are for just unpacking the dishwasher today. You know, when my son comes in and he drops his keys downstairs and I hear his car drops his keys and he comes upstairs and it's 11 o'clock at night. Mummy, you awake? No, I, I always sit in the dark by myself with my eyes closed. <laughs> I have had to really, really learn in those moments. They won't be with me forever. The fact that I've got an 18-year-old son that wants to come up and talk to me at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, praise the Lord. And I go, oh, yes, yes. It's, I'm grateful. Whack the light on. Burn me out. <laughs> Exhaust me a bit more. Let's talk about your day. You know, and when we open arms to our kids like that, they just get used to having a safe place to come to talk to us about. You know, there's a, a story in the Bible, Luke 17, 11, if you want to follow on. But Jesus was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. 
And remember, lepers were outcasts in society and they raised their voices and they said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus said to them, go at once, show yourselves to the priests. And they went and they were cured and they were made clean. So they got, they got miraculously healed. And then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, he turned back recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate, in other words, on the floor at Jesus' feet, thanking and praising him over and over. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, were not the other 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? I love it. It's like Jesus teaching manners, isn't it? Have you ever had your mum, you know, Christmas time, you get given a present by a friend of the family and it's like your mum will say to you, what do you say? You know, and the, the whole room stops while this child says, thank you. But you know what? I've seen children rip through present after present after present, hardly knowing what's in them in the high of the moment. Hardly stopping to be thankful for what they do have before they're given something else. And it's this cycle of high that they get into. And you know, this one leper that came back, Jesus recognised, and in other versions it says, and he was made whole. Jesus recognised that you can have it all. You can get healed in your body. You can have great health here today. Do you know, you can have a fancy house. You can have a fancy car. Your children can be walking around with the latest iPhones. You can have it all going on in the outside. But I know that there are many people that go home sad because they haven't mastered the art of gratitude. I know people that earn 30,000, 40,000 a year and are happy in life. And they don't have fancy shoes and they don't live in a fancy area. But they have mastered being grateful for what they do have. And this one leper that came back, do you know, if I was healed and I had been outcast in society for many, many years, the moment I got healed, I would have been so excited about going back to see my family. I'm a to-do list girl. Is anyone else a to-do list girl? I mean, I would have... My list would be, whoa, I need to see my mum and Aunt Mary and I need to tell my dad and then I need to work out what job I'm going to get. I'm going I'm to live back where my family lives and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. I would have been energised at that moment to focus on myself. And, you know, I find in my life when great things happen, especially things that I've been working hard for, I signed two book contracts this week. It was really fun. Yeah, and they're both, Yay. Publishers are hard to get. So they're both coming out in, in February next year. But the temptation for me when I have a win at work or I have a win, you know, even with my family, if I have a win financially, you know what the temptation in my health, you know what the temptation is? It energises me to go and kick another goal. The moment you win, it is so easy to focus on yourself because you get this recharge of energy and you go, woohoo, I can do this again. But when that one leper turned around and actually went back to say thank you to the one who had made him clean, to the one who not only had the capacity to make him clean, but had the capacity to make him whole. To have the capacity. Do you know what my parents do? Whenever times get tough, they take communion together as a couple. 
And they say to me this, Michelle, we take communion not until the circumstances change, but until our heart changes. And you know, I think sometimes we need to come and we need to lay prostrate before Jesus. And we need to say thank you to Jesus, not until just the outside circumstances change, but till something in our heart shifts and we are truly, truly grateful for everything Jesus has given us and what's in our hands. And as that leper came back and Jesus said, where's the other nine's manners? And, and, you know, he said, you've been made whole. And that's a double gift that I want in life. Who wants a double gift in life? Do you know, I can have all the blessing in the world and I can have all the money in the world, but without a grateful heart, I'm never going to position it right and I'm never going to enjoy it. Do you know, your children will eventually lose what they're not grateful for because they will not have a capacity to hold it. And God wants us to come into a place where we're practicing gratitude on a daily basis where we're spending five to 15 minutes every single morning and every single night, letting the deep gratitude of God sink deep into our hearts, that we can recognize that life can turn in an instant. And what you have today is something that I want you to treasure and enjoy and problem solve with it to multiply it and use it to your family's greatest advantage and the world's greatest advantage. Hello, everyone. You still, you're quiet. That was okay. Do you know, I, many years ago, I saw a girl whose name was Tegan. And when I had, I, I had a psychology clinic and, and 12 staff there, and we saw about 120 families every single week. But this mum rang me, and as mums do, they ring you in tears. And she was having trouble with her 13-year-old girl. She actually had another daughter who had a disability. And as her eldest daughter, Tegan, had gotten older, she'd just started hitting that puberty age where gratitude's not high on their list, is it? And she started hitting this age where she was starting to get resentful about the amount of time that her mum was having to spend with her younger sister. She was embarrassed of her younger sister and she was just really, really struggling. She was angry with her mum all the time. She was upset all the time. She wasn't problem solving very well at all. And I said, look, bring, bring you in. And as they came into my office and we talked, you know, I could have made all sorts of suggestions. I could have said, look, buy her a bracelet to remind her how much she's loved. And every time that she feels like she's just a misfit in this family, as she felt, she can look down on this bracelet and know that you truly, truly love her and that you, you are doing your very best as a mum. Do you know, I could have said, write her a meaningful letter, mum that she can kind of stuck, tuck away in her room and come back to it. Do you know, I could have said, take her out once a week just to spend some undivided quality time with her. And none of those things would have mean, been misplaced. But what I know is this, is normally by the time families come to a psychology clinic, they've tried all of those things. And so as we sat and I talked to this young girl and her mum, mum was crying and I sent mum out of the room. And I remember sitting with Tegan and I said to her, Tegan, you need to promise me something, that you're going to like me after this conversation. And that was my way of preparing her for a tough 40 minutes, okay? And I grabbed that girl's hand and I said to her, I can't in all good conscience tell you that your life is worth yourself harming at the time, cutting away. 
I can't in all good conscience tell you that you've got a rotten, horrible life like you think you have because you've got a mother in the waiting room who would do absolutely anything for you. And you've got a school that is embracing you and educating you. Do you know, and you've got good friends and you've got a roof over your head. Okay, small point for, you know, an affluent country, but worth noting. You've got food on the table every night and I've worked with and have known a lot of kids who don't have this position. And Keegan, what I want you to do with me is I want you to focus on what you do have in life, not what you don't have. And as I took that young girl's hand and I could see her flinching a bit, we talked through every single the one of the gifts that she had in her life. And do you know, over the next six months, I got her to do a gratitude journal at home where every day she would try and write down things that she was grateful for. Do you know, when she was with me, it was like getting a pick out and digging for gold. Because the things you are grateful for on a deep level are like gold in your life. And I knew if I could get Tegan to be grateful for what she had in amongst the toughest time in her life, it would be her legacy for the rest of her life. It would be her story for the rest of her life. And as we started digging digging together for gold, you know, some weeks it felt like we made progress and other weeks it didn't. But give that thing three to six months and that young lady said to me this, I'm grateful for my mum. And I don't want to be born into any other family or have any other mum because my mum's the only mum who can show me what courage really looks like. Isn't that amazing? That is the greatest gift a girl can ever have. And it's like getting up really close next to and saying, five more squats, kid, you can do this. I know it's tough and it was tough for her, but you can do five more. And I'll stand with you while you do five more and I'll cheer you on every moment of the way because I know inside of you and I know inside of this situation is the gold and the strength that you're going to be talking about for the rest of your life. Do you know, God loves your families and he makes everything enough. If loaves and fishes were enough, your child is enough just the way they are. Do you know, if one itty bitty jar was enough for a widow, you have more than enough. Do you know, and sometimes the media and and sometimes the expectations of our Western world scream to us that we don't have enough that we don't have enough time, that we don't have, you know, enough money, that we don't have enough this, that we don't have enough this. I want to speak over your families today that you are enough. You have enough. You are enough. And with the blessing of God on your life, it can multiply and it can multiply if you can grab hold of the gratitude that you have for what you have right now. Do you know there's a scripture, Psalm 113, that is such an anchoring passage for me. You know, my husband and I have adopted the same ritual that my parents do. And at the moment, we're taking communion together every night. And every now and again, when our kids pass by, we rope them into the experience. But we take communion and we're reading this passage together. I feel thrilled to be able to read this again. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, 
and all that is deepest within me. God bless your name. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives every one of our iniquities, who heals every one of our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit and corruption, and who beautifies and dignifies and crowns us with loving, tender kindness and mercy. And I have found that the best position to be in life is stationary, prostrate before God with open hands because he's a God that wants to bring the benefits that come with following him. He wants to bless your life. And when we can anchor ourselves in that, it's, it's an incredible thing. We can fall back on his character. We can fall back on his love. And when we come and we're just grateful for who God is, we're actually saying, God, your character is enough. And I can trust that whoever you are, whatever you are to me right now is enough. And God, I can lean back into the presence of God for my family. Do you know, I want to minister to you and pray for you this morning. Do you know, family is a blessed thing. Your family is important. Your children are not just one another child out there. They're yours. And that makes them the most important kids in the whole world, doesn't it? Do you know, I notice we've got grandparents here. Do you know, your grandchildren, your lineage, that's important. You love those grandchildren all, all, more, all, almost more than you loved your own children, don't you? I won't tell them that, okay? But there's a love that comes from grandparents' hearts. Do you know, if you don't have children here this morning, can I say that just the way you conduct yourself in society and the way you model your life is making a massive impact for the next generation. If there's anything I want, I want my life to shoulder, shoulder the next generation so that when they walk underneath me and walk forward, they walk in strength and they walk in courage. And they don't walk in a sense of entitlement, but they expect the great life that they have to cost them something. You know, if you're here today and you can think in your mind of someone younger than you, a generation younger than you, that you would like to lift up to the heart of God this morning, would you like to raise your hands with me? You might have children, you might have grandchildren, you might be an uncle or an auntie here today. You might be a young adult and you've got young ones around you, little brothers and sisters or other ones around you. And you just want to say, God, I want to lift them up to you. And I want to pray a blessing on your family. God, I just pray that you would do supernatural, miraculous, amazing things that only that you can do through the families in this church. God, I start by praying for every single one of the children and the teenagers here. God, protect them. Protect them from the filth online. Protect their hearts and minds. God, may they not change who they are to get more likes and more comments, but may they know who they really are deep inside of them. God, when they go to school every single day, I pray you would increase their capacity to learn. That you would make them alert and aware and able to use every single blessing that they have around their life as far as their education goes. God, I pray for them socially. 
And I pray for the wisdom of God to be in their hearts and minds, to know how to say and what to say and when not to say. God, I just pray you would cover them with your anointing. And Father, the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, God, I pray that that the remembrance of that would walk with them every single day of their life. God, I pray for wisdom on parents' life right now. As they bring up children in the way that they should go, may they be very mindful of who they are and be grateful for who they are right now. And God, with open arms and an open heart, God, I pray that you would help parents bring them and train them in the way that they should go for their life. God, so it's a fit they don't want to depart from. And I pray for the blessing of God on every single mind of parents. And I pray for grandparents. I pray that the prayers of grandparents would be made evident in their lifetime and the times to come. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.